Welcome back to Transactional Love. Today, Wendy and I are welcoming our good friend and neighbor, Brenda, for our first episode of Retail Therapy. Brenda is an attorney and a mother, and she's going to be sharing some of her consumer psyche and retail habits, um, helping us look past demographics and data out there and looking into the human. We'll be digging into motherhood and how that's affected our own spending habits and insights around intentional shopping and generational money lessons for our own children. Hello, hello. Hi, Wendy. We are here with Brenda. She is our first retail therapy guest and one of my best friends and neighbors. We invited you on because you've been a part of the whole beginning of the podcast and our brainstorming session yes where we were at your house on a couch being like we're gonna do this thing and Brenda's yeah I'll be on it and then we're like okay cool wait how are we gonna get Brenda on the podcast we're basically forcing you against your will to be on this podcast and I don't care what you say here you are Uh, so here you are this is also an excuse to have a glass of wine together so cheers cheers to our first retail therapy episode with our good friend Brenda okay so yes to start Brenda tell us about a typical day in the life of Brenda this is really good wine. <clears throat> I'm going to start with, I don't know why you guys don't want to hear all about corporate compliance. No, <laughs> you don't. No, I love it. <laughs> day in the life. Oh. Now post kids, my day in the life is standard, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm a three and a five-year-old. I do travel fairly often for my job. So that, how? That's like important. a couple times a month or how yeah, often? Yeah, once or twice a month. And that's important for my retail habits. So, mm. yeah. Okay, good to know. We'll dig back into yeah. that. That's a good note. What's your current passion project or hobby that you're really into right now or that you're investing time or resources into? Hmm. It is tough with little kids, but I'm a humanitarian, very interested in humanitarian pro bono work. And I also love art and I'd like to start painting again. Besides, I didn't know that about you. Yeah. Yeah. I love art. She also loves to garden. Oh, I do. She's an avid gardener. You do have this amazing garden that I just assumed garden. was there when you got there, but I guess you do have to take care of it. And ask Wendy. I think it stresses her out. I move plants <laughs> all the time. Gorgeous. <laughs> it does stress me out. She constantly plants things and then uproots them to plant them again somewhere else. And instead of just getting different new plants, she's like, I'm going to move that one though. And it stresses me out because every time you do that, the chance of it dying is pretty high. But she's proven me wrong a couple of times with some big moves that I think I I was just constantly, that's going to die. It's going to die. It's going to die. And then it bloomed. And I was like, oh, you tell well, you guys are looks, two though. peas in a pod as neighbors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have little boys the same age that live across the street from each other and your florist and a gardener. So <laughs> this like synergy amateur is, gardener. I mean, my orange tree is dying. When you say amateur gardener, actually do tell a little bit about what you do for a living, just in terms of what you think about every day yeah. in your area of focus. Yeah. So I'm in healthcare compliance. I love it because I'm, I feel like I'm helping people. Yeah. The people I work with and then society at large, I get to help and give advice and I enjoy that. Yeah. So that humanitarian piece goes into yes, your work. It does. Okay. So in terms of your free time, how do you get inspired? How do you, is it in the garden or is it, are you going out of your way to re-energize? Yes. I am a social introvert. I think mm-hmm. Wendy knows this. Some mm-hmm. people disagree. They say, oh, you're not an introvert, but I do. I need my alone time. So mm-hmm. that's why I garden, mm-hmm. be outside in nature, dig in dirt. I can think about other things when I'm gardening and I'm by myself and I really love it. Yeah, it's your meditation practice. It is. Yeah. Yes. And the kids can run around and they aren't 
engaging directly with you or yanking on you or like trying to have your full attention so you can still be with them around them but yes you don't have to be fully focused so exactly and I think it's genetic my dad really liked gardening Mm. it's also kind of a homage to him yeah we're going to talk a little bit about how you retail therapy and I think one of the things that you do for therapy in general is garden and then how do you know when it's time to buy something new I already know the answer but I want to hear what you have to say about it I am definitely someone who I don't want to say struggles but retail therapy can be dangerous Mm -hmm. I do find a lot of joy not just in buying anything but in finding something that is really I think great lately it's been finding particular items that will help me in when I'm traveling I like the perfect thing. So clothes. I care about style. I want it to look good. I want to feel good. I have my fun pieces that I only Mm -hmm. wear on Saturday, but then what's like work clothes can often be boring. And no, I want to look, I still want to look stylish, but I have a corporate kind of serious job. So I need to dress appropriately, but I still want to feel good. Even today, I think you strike that balance Mm -hmm. that you looked very put together professional and then your shoes were these like tie-dye shoes and I was just like, yes, I love this. So it's a balance of sophisticated, but also fun. And don't, you don't take yourself too seriously. I definitely do not. No. (laughs) When you are doing your retail therapy, are you going in store? Are you shopping online? How do you find the things you're looking for? Great question, especially post pandemic and with kids. I'm mostly online Mm -hmm. because in store, I like shopping local if I can, but I would say 90% of my shopping now is online just Mm -hmm. because it's really hard to get out. Yeah. And I think if you're in person, I tend to be more impulsive. Oh, that's great. But Mm -hmm. I didn't need it. Whereas if I'm online, I'm more intentional. I know what I'm looking for. I'm looking for the perfect Mm t-shirt. And if you're, if you're in person, you may not find that t-shirt, but oh, I found 10 other things that I definitely didn't need, but I bought anyways. Yeah. And does that feel, because speaking, going back to retail therapy and almost there's this guilt around like getting things you don't necessarily need. How do you balance that? Yes, it's true. I want to be responsible. If I'm online, it's a lot easier to be intentional. I can find things and I don't have to hit buy. I can sit on it and wait Mm -hmm. and put it in the car, wait for a coupon to come. (laughs) Or just think about it. Whereas if you're in person, it's, oh, I buy it now or it may be gone and I'm here. and And so I think I make better choices probably online as well. Do you feel yep. like you miss anything when you're shopping online? Like I know you, you said you're shopping for the perfect t-shirt. How do you know you're getting the perfect t-shirt and have you ever bought something that you thought was going to be great and then it got delivered and you were like, eh, not so much. Oh yeah. That's, that is the risk mm-hmm. of online. Is unless you're familiar with a brand. I was actually just recently, I was working and then after work I saw, oh, I was out and there was a shop and I went in and Wait, it was, were you on a trip? You were away from your kids. Yes. And so you you finished (laughs) work. Amazing. You're like, oh my God, I can breathe. And then I'm going to spend my time my way. Okay. Okay. And no one had to, yep, there wasn't mom, 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 mom. It was glorious. Actually, that's a really good point Mm because one of the things that we have talked about is the experience of alone therapeutic experiences and trips to boutiques or stores. And then there's doing it as a social event Mm -hmm. that you want to go with a friend for you do you prefer to be alone do you want to make it social and then weave into that the traveling because you said that's when you like to shop is when you're traveling 
I prefer either to be alone or with one or two friends who are going to give me good advice Mm -hmm. because, yeah, you go to a store and they may be honest, but a lot of times, oh, yeah, that looks great on you and it doesn't or they're trying to sell or they just you're looking at what they're wearing and you're like, that's not my style, Mm -hmm. especially if I go to a store Sometimes younger people like things that are shorter and tighter than I prefer to wear at this stage in my life. So, yeah, I like going with a friend or two or by myself. Sometimes just that now that I have kids, I think I enjoy doing things alone that I never used to enjoy. Mm -hmm. So I used to never want to shop by myself Yeah, or have dinner at a restaurant. Now it's, oh my gosh, all by myself. What a luxury. (laughs) (laughs) A little hack, because you do travel, is sometimes I'll... On my way back from a business trip, I'll stop at SFO and have dinner and a glass of wine by myself mm. before getting in an Uber to get home mm-hmm. just to have that recentering alone time. Mm-hmm. And it's a little bit also like a guilty thing for me. I'm like a guilty pleasure. I feel bad that I'm not going straight home. And to your point, I don't think I ever wanted that before kids. There's way too much mom guilt. I hear that and I've experienced it. Wendy knows this. So <laughs> much mom guilt. It's so funny because I don't have it. So like I just listen to other women tell me about their mom guilt all the time. And I'm a mom and I don't experience it because I brought that into the world. It's going to live how I want it to live. It's going to be my experience for me. I'm such an ass. But anyway, so go ahead and share your no, guilt. <laughs> I never, I, I did not People need to hear this. anticipate yes. having mom guilt mm-hmm. at all. None of these things I anticipated. And I even now it's like my logical brain is this is ridiculous, mm-hmm. but so much mom guilt. And I'm starting to realize if I don't take care of myself for me, mm-hmm. not for anyone else, but for me, first of all, what's the point? I need to be happy. But also yeah. it's good for your children to see you care about yourself, not for them, but for you. I matter. My kids should care about themselves. Yeah. They matter. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I yeah. Love that. yeah. That's a really good thing to remember. I'm still struggling with that. So I think I'm in the place of take care of me for them. And I think I need to no. go that step right. further. Because that's, yes. that's still yeah. a codependent thought yeah. process. Um, so, yeah. But you guys, this is so nice, right? We're all different stages of mom guilt. I'm getting there. So then, then you're in a bad headspace mm-hmm. and then you're not a good parent. Whereas mm-hmm. if you let go of the guilt and be happier and then you'll be a better parent. Think how many dads are busier and do less. And this is not a dig on dads. I'm sure there are some dads who have guilt, but I just don't hear of dad guilt. And Mm -hmm. I don't know if there's a biological component, but come on, ladies, we're amazing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's interesting, mom guilt, and then the retail therapy piece. Do you think about spending, because this has shifted for me, definitely, but Mm -hmm. for you, your dollars and how you spend them now that you have children in this family, how has that shifted? Because I will, I'll just put it out there. Again, I feel guilty spending on myself for things that I don't necessarily need thinking, oh, I have a child that I need to feed, (laughs) you know? Yes. I mean, I will say I had children later in life and that was the consideration when I had kids because I grew up very differently and I think my parents did a great job and Mm -hmm. I'm so thankful for everything they did financially they were in a very different position and yes we have one vehicle it's not like I go crazy but that was a consideration when I was having kids I like nice things I think my definition of nice is relatively modest compared Mm -hmm. to some so I don't really feel guilty about that because I've worked hard and and I'm not going to be irresponsible. It's back to the self-care. I want to be nice to myself and I deserve some nice things too for me because I want them. Yeah. 
Yeah. Just because I want them. I, I want love them. them. Yeah. No justification needed. No. Yeah. Yeah. What is money but a tool, right? So whether we're using it to spend on ourselves to make sure that we're feeling good or if we're spending it on our kids to make sure they're feeling good, it doesn't really matter. I do recall when I was growing up, we were really strapped um, financially as a family. And so I remember we would go to Walmart for back to school clothes and my mom would put something in the cart for her. It was like one thing and there was like a pile of stuff for all the kids, right? Mm -hmm. And then she would put one thing in the cart and we'd get to the checkout and she'd take the thing out almost every, I'm still, I'm going to get emotional Aww. about it. Every single time she would take the thing out of the cart. And she did it so often that I caught her once and I was like, mom, leave it in the cart. Take one of my things out. Mm-hmm. I don't have to have all of the things you deserve to have something too. And in that moment, I learned one, that my mom was really struggling with this guilt thing, but that she needed permission to take care of herself. And even if it was coming from her like 12-year-old daughter, it yeah. was, she just, she needed that validation. And I think we're really lucky that we don't have to have that conversation with ourselves or a significant other where it's, am I allowed to have this thing? Like yeah. it's, we are in a different part of growth and we, we maybe can't get something every time we go shopping, but we're going to take care of ourselves yeah. too. But yeah, it, it was. That is really beautiful. And I have not that same memory, but mm-hmm. similar. Yes. Money did not grow on trees. Right. And maybe that's part of it is I feel like my upbringing was outstanding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I honestly wish I could replicate it for my kids. And that's part of the reason I don't feel guilty not buying them everything. Right. And if anything, I think I buy them too many things because I think it's really important to teach children the value of a dollar and that's hard to do. And so I think, hey kids, yes, I enjoy getting them things, but I also, I want them to learn and I want them to work hard and I don't want them to feel like they automatically, mom and dad will do this and deserve everything. We even talk about college and yes, I'd like to be able to help you. College is expensive, but I don't want my kids to just assume that, oh, everything will be paid. No, it will not because I agree with you. That won't help them. Yeah, I think we all have similar backgrounds. So a daughter of immigrants that very much not only didn't have the financial resource, didn't know the language, didn't how to navigate this new country they're in very much that informed my appreciation for everything from the value of a dollar to even being able to attend college right university mm. and I think my son is experiencing a very different mm-hmm. environment a very privileged yes. environment that I wonder what are those life lessons that aren't going to come firsthand from there was times when my mom didn't didn't know if we were going to pay the light bill, didn't know if we were going to pay the water bill. Those conversations were so pivotal for my appreciation for mm-hmm. our hard work and just having a meal on the table every night and having a roof over our heads and having clothes, even though they might not be new. All of those things, and it is, for me, it's self-reflection of how do we teach those lessons of having to make those decisions of do I get something I really want or groceries, right? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. that's a very real thing for many, many people. Yeah. With Izzy, he will constantly ask for a new toy, like when we go to a store or like a new book or something like that. And when I first separated from my husband, I felt more like I wanted to house things in our new space that made him feel comfortable and cared for. And so I was much easier with the yeses. And now I'm like, no, we're not going to be buying anything. We're going to be doing this. And this is the mission that we're on. 
And then he'll ask me, why can't I have that thing? And I'll say, because I work very hard for the money that we have. And if we don't do what we should with our money, we won't have enough to pay for. And then I'll tell him the lights or the television, other things that he enjoys, right? Mm -hmm. So he isn't taking them for granted. He's understanding that they're that money is a limited resource and it, it is a tool that we use to exchange with, but if those conversations happen in small bits and they get more complicated as the child gets older. Yeah. Just, we yes. talked about roosters and chickens and how they have babies yesterday. <laughs> and I was like, I was not prepared for this conversation. <laughs> so it's just like, these are the little things that yeah, we're like, yeah. yeah. Brenda, how do you want to share that with your children? And how are you teaching them where to spend their money? Do you have like yes. an allowance system? How are you passing that on to them? Oh, so <laughs> we had great intentions to have this system started this year. And you just reminded me we should start this up. But yes, yeah. we bought one of these little moon jars that has three slots. So one is for savings, one is for sharing, and one is for oh, spending. And the goal, he's five. So... It's $5 a week. A certain one or two has to go into each category. So it's essentially teaching them about taxes. It's the sharing pile. Savings, okay. He talks about, yes, I want this, I want that. And I was like, okay, you need to save your money. I think that's really important as far as stuff goes. We like buying secondhand, not only for the environmental factor, Mm -hmm. but also I think it's important to teach kids about economics and the world and also for them to be grateful and they will not have like we all talked about the same experiences we did but it doesn't mean we can't teach them and teach them to be grateful and that they are very fortunate Mm -hmm. and you know there's ways to do that and Mm -hmm. I think that starts with conversations about money and as far as where I want to spend my resources I want to enjoy life today but I also want to be you know I'd like to retire someday And really for my kids, I'd like to give them opportunities for travel. I'm not talking about just big fancy vacations. I'm talking about cultural experiences. I was in the Navy. You guys Mm -hmm. both know that. And that was amazing. I think they sent me to 10 countries and I saw parts of the world that I would have never seen on my own because I couldn't afford it. Mm -hmm. So I would love when my kids are a little older and can understand to take them to some of these places, but not just for the, like I said, traveling is fun, but it's really looking at the culture of these places and understanding the world. And that's how I would like to use my money for them to really learn. Yeah. I love that because I didn't experience anything outside of the U.S. and Mexico until I was in college and studied abroad in Italy And then I was able to go to pockets of Europe and other places and eventually made it to India and all these extremes of how people live and Mm -hmm. what those resources are. All of those experiences combined, like one thing I do every single time I fill the bathtub for my son for his bath is not many people get to do this around the world, fill a bathtub with clean water. And I just think this gratitude for things that we're experiencing and also knowing that not most of the people in the world don't have what we have and just being able to pass that awareness and gratitude down to our children is so important. I also think, I don't know if you ever experienced this, but I did Peace Corps as well and I lived in Ghana for six months and I took away from that that 
Americans may not be very happy. We have a lot of stuff, but mm-hmm. that requires management and there's a lot of stress. And I would tell my students in Ghana, because we'd talk and you know, they were like, oh, you have a car, you're so wealthy. And I was like, how do you define wealth? And wealth and happiness are two totally different things yeah. because when I really talk to my students, yes, there's extreme poverty in many places, even in the U.S. And I think if you don't have food, clothing, shelter, that is incredibly difficult and stressful and will affect your happiness. But a lot of the people I met in Ghana that had those things, I think they were way happier than most Americans because they spent a lot more time with friends and family. And it was a real rude awakening for me that, oh, maybe we don't have everything figured out. We have a lot of stuff, but how happy are we? Yeah. I was just thinking about that when we were working on one of our intro episodes about consumerism and how we consume things. And I think that this last weekend I farm sat and didn't have internet access. And so Izzy and I just had each other for a couple of those days. And we wrangled a cow yesterday and then we wrangled a tortoise, which is like, these are the the baby cow escaped. And and luckily it was the baby cow and not anything bigger because I was the only adult for miles. Oh my god! I gotta go catch this. That's I have amazing. to go catch this baby cow. I'm like Izzy, I need your help. And so we did it together. But those what memories? Though? Oh no, totally. Yeah. And he was a rock star. Like he had to hold the gate at a certain place, and he was like on it. And then afterward, he was like, "Yeah, that was cool," and like, didn't really want to talk about it. I'm like, "No, that was really cool. You have no idea how cool we are." <laughs> but these are the things that the relationships, those are just experiences that we were having with each other and that took zero money. That cow's not our cow. We just needed to do a thing together. The work that we did together is the stuff. That's the happy juice there. And and it's not a thing that's going to get dust on the shelf. It's just going to be here in our heads forever as this thing that we accomplished. Can you explain retail therapy as you understand it? Yes. So my understanding of retail therapy is shopping to the act itself of shopping and or spending money to relieve stress Mm -hmm. for me. And I may or may not need something. Mm -hmm. I'm just shopping. Mm -hmm. I get stressed out by clutter. So what I am trying to live by is shopping intentionally. So it can still be therapeutic but don't just spend money for the sake of spending money. It's try to sh- make it something that's worth spending on for whatever reason I decide. Yeah. I am trying to also be more environmentally conscious. I think that's hard. I think it's also a privileged thing to say, and I recognize that because when means are limited, you buy whatever you can. And I think being able to, oh, I'm going to look for the product that's in cardboard is not everyone can do that. And I mm-hmm. recognize that, but I'm trying to be more environmentally conscious about shopping too. The fast fashion is sometimes enticing, but again, just trying to look out for the future and the Mm -hmm. planet generally Mm -hmm. and my kids, because I think there's this attitude, especially in the older generation that I've seen, it's, it's, it's fine. It'll be fine for me. And it's, I, not for my children or my grandchildren or other humans. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So a more sustainable attitude. I love that. So to wrap up, this is a more fun one. You have $1,000, you're walking out with $1,000. How are you spending it? Oh my, I'm going downtown. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm going to the shops downtown. There's yeah. two shops in particular. We'll take a shout out. There's Pink Arrows and Collective. I'd take my friends out and we'd go down to the chill and just <laughs> yes. chill. Yes. Shout out to the chill too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
love it. Thank you for chatting with us. Yeah. Cheers. Thank Cheers. you, Brenda. This is Wendy and Norma. We love hearing from you. Your comments, your likes, your stars, all of the things really resonate with us. So tell us what's working for you so we can continue to deliver that magic every week. This is Wendy and Norma.